Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com/upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. What can we in China talk about? In my last column on August 11th, I said it was time for us to engage China in direct talks. We need to find a way to ease the rising tension between us and the South China Sea or West Philippine Sea. What should we talk about? What can we talk about? It would be tempting for us to read the riot act to each other and engage in mutual recriminations. But it would be more productive if we started on the premise that we have a wounded relationship that needs healing in order for us to move forward together. We could probably take a leaf from the US-China conversation that got underway when US Secretary of State Antony Blinken flew to Beijing last June to dialogue with President Xi Jinping and Foreign Minister Wang Yi. And later on, when he engaged with his Chinese counterpart on the sidelines of the last ASEAN foreign ministers meeting in Jakarta, in these conversations, Blinken recognized that the U.S. and China have a duty to assure the world that they will manage their superpower competition responsibly, so that it does not turn into an armed confrontation. Likewise, China and the Philippines can embark on direct conversations as a way of assuring the region and the world that they will manage their maritime dispute responsibility, so that it does not become bigger than the last few maritime incidents. Both parties have to jointly explore the areas where cooperation is still possible and desirable, despite their conflicting positions on their maritime entitlements. These include ways of sharing the fish and the waters and the minerals in the seabed, even without touching any territorial questions. It would be a great boon to the tranquility and cooperation in the region if Chinese and Filipino fishermen could fish together in the same place without any naval, coast guard, or maritime militia unit trying to harass any of them. Most important of all. It would be a great boon to the region if the talks could jointly address the fear of armed aggression coming from the two competing superpowers. This fear is felt on both sides. Although China does not have a record of having invaded or occupied another country throughout its history, its having the world's biggest army and navy is enough to inspire fear of a possible Chinese invasion. Many fear that what has not happened before could happen today. This has prompted the Philippines to seek military protection from the U.S., even at the cost of disregarding its own constitution. Which mandates an independent foreign policy, renounces war as an instrument of national policy, and bans foreign military bases, troops, or facilities from Philippine soil after the end of the 1947 Philippine-U.S. military bases agreement in 1991, except under a treaty duly concurred in by the Senate and, if Congress so requires, ratified by a majority of the votes cast by the people in a national referendum held for that purpose and recognized as a treaty by the other contracting state, our Mutual Defense Treaty (MDT). Commits us to stand with the U.S. if its forces, public vessels, or aircraft are attacked in the Pacific, just as it commits the U.S. to come to our defense if our forces, ships, and aircraft are attacked in the Pacific. In addition, under our Enhanced Defense Cooperation Agreement (EDCA), we have granted the U.S. operational sites inside our military bases for use against China in a war over Taiwan. Beijing presumably looks at these sites as staging facilities for U.S. military action against China, and at us as active participants in the war preparations against China over Taiwan. Yet we have nothing to do with Taiwan. This is strictly an issue between the two superpowers and completely outside the purview of our MDT obligations to the U.S. If China attempts to take over Taiwan and the U.S. militarily responds, we would be under no obligation to join, follow, or support the U.S. armed response. But if the U.S. launches action from our ADSA sites, over which the Philippine government has no command or control, 
we could get drawn in without our having to declare, as required by the Constitution, the existence of a state of war. This is the danger we must avoid. There is no easy way of avoiding it for as long as the U.S. forces and the EDCA sites are there. EDCA is a superpower imposition on the Philippine government, and despite its patent unconstitutionality, there seems no chance of revisiting the case and declaring it unconstitutional. If China and the Philippines were political or ideological allies, this danger would not exist. But since we are not ideological or political allies, and an MDT-type alliance is out of the question, we have to explore other possibilities. Is there any chance a non-aggression pact with China could exist side by side with our MDT with the US? This is one of the things a Philippine-Chinese working dialogue could examine. Fstat.gmail.com